Namaste. So the subject for today is the mystery of love. So why is love a mystery? Is it really mystery? Well, most people who are very pragmatic, yeah, the mystery of divine love. So many people, love by its nature is divine. So <laughs> someone was correcting about the topic. So love by its nature is divine. There is no other love, all else as we will see. So uh, the mystery part is because if when we talk to people and ask them, uh, what do you want in life? People speak about knowledge. Everybody wants knowledge and there is a whole rush for knowledge, you know, in, a, in whatever way we get it. Then people want power because, you know, power is something through which they execute, they fulfill their dreams, ambition. So, one wonders, what is love doing here? In creation, love is there. It's the undercurrent of life. And what is it doing? So, there is a kind of uh, humanity which has developed around suppressing the element of love and expanding upon knowledge and power because they think this is what is required in life. Even when you read about um, the description of the divine, I have often wondered why he is described only as omniscient and omnipotent. And where is that love element which is missing? So it only speaks about our approaches to life and to the divine, a very utilitarian approach, where we think knowledge is going to help us and we think that power is going to help us. But what about love? Many people think it's a distraction. It is something to be kept aside. And there's a kind of humanity which grows, suppressing the heart's finer emotions. And we know what it becomes. It becomes precisely what is described in the uh, in various Indian scriptures as an Asuric humanity. Asuric humanity climbs in knowledge. It uh, you know develops the power, but it lacks in love. There is a very interesting uh, you know description of the mother where she speaks about a group of people on earth who came from the moon and uh, she says that uh, you know they they don't have a psychic being because they didn't come they didn't you know evolve through the normal process on earth they left the moon when it grew cold and um, uh, psychic being is found upon earth and therefore the because of the lack of psychic being eventually through contamination surely they they may have developed it possibly have developed to some extent but while they could intellectually climb to great heights and even they could command a tremendous technology yet because of the missing element of the psychic uh, you know through which love uh, comes out they tend to become some of the cruelest people who can really torture any amount of you know who have a vicarious insensitivity to pain their own and pain in others and um, this is where we realize that love is, without love, this world would have long gone to blazes. Because it is love that holds the world together. It is the love that awakens in an asp uh, even an atom. It lights up the fire to climb high and unite with its source. It is because of love that there is delight in this world. Otherwise, we'll have everything but there'll be no joy. Even the most ordinary person, even when he says that, you know, he doesn't care for anybody, yet he's doing it out of some kind of a most ignorant, most hard self-love. Love for oneself, that's why one is doing. So love is something which, however distorted and debased, is the very sap of existence and it, has, it takes us through the doors. Uh, passing beyond where we encounter this most fascinating aspect of the divine that is delight. How did love come into existence? 
So we know that divine is all knowing and he is all powerful. So when the creation started, knowledge and power are enough. Because, uh, you know, what is to be done is done and the power is there to do it. And then when this started, creation at some point in the process of doing things, something went wrong to make a long story short and creation plunged into inconscience. And what went wrong was that because creation is about multiplicity, as many, many, many beings were being created, at some point, initially, each of them represented an aspect of the divine, some power of the divine, and they all began to think it is my knowledge and it is my power. And then the moment we think it is my knowledge and my power, the whole chaos starts and eventually they fell, lost all of it and fell right into the uh, mud of inconscience. So, when this happened, there was a cry from there to save. And at that point of time, the power that leaped from the heart of the divine right into creation is the power of love. So, it was the bridge thrown. Initially, it has not manifested. What has manifested is knowledge and power. But love has entered into the creation as its saviour. At one place, Mother says, Consciousness has built the world, but love is its saviour. And it is love which from the darkest in conscience is pulling out everything towards that oneness. And that's what we see that, you know, because of love, there is a sense of secret oneness. If you want to understand it scientifically, why creation fell? Well, creation fell because there was a sense of separativeness. And leaving aside everything else, we can understand that what is there which will link each unit because the divine is becoming many. So what is the power which is going to link one unit with another and another unit with another? So that power is missing and that power is the power of love. It, it's only when it comes that it ties whole creation in a single sutra. So love at one level is that which ties everything horizontally that exists on every plane. Love is also the power that ties the lowest to the highest. So it's the power which is the evolutionary energy which is carrying creation upward. It is also the power that links the individual to the collectivity, the creatures, not only to the creation but to themselves. Now in the journey of evolution, where does it manifest? I remember once um, as a fresh medical graduate during my internship, that scene is so vivid in my memory. We had some kind of a program which was there, uh, different uh, doctors were presenting something. And I remember there was a chart drawn there and in the chart it was shown seat of emotions. In human brain we see that in the process of evolution, uh, in the human brain itself. So there is the animal brain and then there is the brain, uh, the reptilian brain and then there is the limbic system which basically has emotions and then comes the rational thought. And the person who had drawn the chart said, you see, emotions... Uh, are inferior to uh, reason and I remember uh, it was like a shocking experience for me I said are you sure he said huh so though I had read physiology but I had never seen it like this and then it took me some time to understand what it means so what it means really when we look at the evolutionary process what happens between the reptile and human beings something happens which is something very unique if we look at the animal creation, there is some kind of a feeling which begins to emerge. And this feeling, this sense of emotion emerges not because emotions are inferior to reason, but simply because unhampered by the mind, the psychic presence begins to, uh, you know, blossom. So that love is born because the psychic presence starts from the higher mammals. It is not just, uh, you know, in the reptiles, we don't find it except as the spirit of the species. 
even in the bird to an extent we can see it in the spirit of the species but the moment mammals come upon earth we begin to see some kind of a psychic uh, feeling and uh, at least some mammals after a certain degree of uh, development they can begin to express a range of emotions so recently there was um, one very interesting um, news item which went through that people who feel very lonely so what do they do now psychiatrists are very busy people and they can't give the kind of treatment that lonely people want <laughs> so they go and they hug a cow must have read it no i think in australia or some place and when they hug a cow they pay good amount of dollars for it i don't know how much definitely more than a psychiatrist but who earns that money i don't know whether it's the cow or the cow owner <laughs> but the cow doesn't mind so now look at the paradox of it can this treatment be given by human beings no not because of the social and moral issues but simply because human beings cannot love with the kind of simplicity that you will see in the animal world and that is because the psychic present begins to show up it's like the little bird like the dawn which is just coming up the horizon so we will find in dogs in horses in elephants in cows a kind of emotional which is actually though it takes the form of emotion but emotional center is right because of the psychic presence in matter so it's because it is trust by the psychic the emotional center awakes and that's why dogs can be so faithful dogs can really you know take care of the master they will uh, even if you mistreat them one should never but they would still continue to express faithfulness horses are known to give their lives now this is what love can do the kind of sacrifice that some animals can do elephants are known to you know travel long distances to save their masters because they sense it so this is the kind of love that animals uh, certain animals who have climbed to a degree of height and perhaps that is the reason why in certain religions for instance in hindu religion it is proscribed to kill a cow because you know it's like the psychic presence is developing to a point leaving aside the outer advantages disadvantages so when the moment psychic presence begins to blossom then there is something sacred about that creature so the sacredness derives from the psychic presence so what happens when the mind comes very strangely and paradoxically it veils the psychic presence so that's why when we read the biblical story we hear about the fall of adam and eve from that initial innocent stage what were they doing in the innocent stage they were in love actually if you read the story it's very interesting they were in love and they were moving in there there was nothing but love and delight but not on earth they were out there and then they ate an apple and there was a worm inside and this worm in the apple is the urge to know and they were bit by the serpent the iridescent serpent so the urge to know and this urge to know creates you know brings the fall so what does knowledge and the presence of the mind do on one side it immediately weighs the love because it's a necessity now knowledge must climb and discover who i am who they who everything else is love is not concerned love discovers in a much more swifter way for love it is not that i want to know this attribute this part this aspect or that aspect love just merges and knows it see the difference of the knowledge that between the knowledge that comes through love and the knowledge that comes through a climbing of the mind are is this that mind will pick up this aspect then another one then it will fight try to compare contrast unite join and therefore it will arrive at a figure of the ineffable formless but what will love do it will bypass this whole process it'll just completely fuse out of the force of love and declare raso vaisaha his delight 
So it's very difficult to understand for somebody who is approaching through the mind that what is this person speaking. So this is what happens in human beings also when love is inhibited, which is what unfortunately a lot of civilization has developed around knowledge and power. Because knowledge is money and power is money. (laughs) Or knowledge is power and of course power is money. So that's how it has developed. But because love is missing, uh, it has been done by suppressing the heart's finer emotions. So mind has veiled it. And because of that, there is all chaos and confusion. There is disorder, there is evil, one may have all the money, one may have all the power. But unless there is love, unless there is that sense of delight, one is the lack of love will make one feel always as a separate entity. And therefore, there is a natural tendency towards selfishness, towards evil, towards crime, because one is thinking only of oneself. People in whom the energy of love is very much diminished cannot think beyond themselves. It's not their fault. But they just can't. They are all the time busy only with their own life. Because they cannot understand that, you know, all existence is one. At the same time, what they miss is delight. So when they miss delight, then they seek it through drugs. They seek it through, uh, you know, various forms of, uh, you know, uh, they seek pleasure, they seek thrills. Uh, through the counterculture movement that came up. Now, why all this came up? Because the society was being organized in an extremely rational way. It was seen as a mechanized industry where science and industry will come together and solve the problem of human beings. What happens as a result? We had two great wars because it was developing, completely ignoring the energy of love till the heart of man broke out into revolt and it declared, we want no education. And then we see that, you know, the songs like Imagine the World is One Unity, all this came because suddenly there was an, all that was suppressed inside the energy of love there was no love everything was according to an order even the parents and everybody they dealt with children as do this why because our parents said so and why your parents said so because parents of parents said so or because a book says so or because a religion says so but the sense of heart of course love is there in human heart but even that had become codified and therefore stifled now you see times have begun to change love has begun to blossom So when love blossoms, what is the sign? What is the change of relation between um, parents and child? In classical times, uh, parents had a slot and a child had a slot. So parents were supposed to do all the adult things. But if the child spoke about it, you are a child, better be within the limit. So what was happening was, children would in front of parents uh, bring out a very good facade. They would touch the feet. And parents would say, my child is best, never smokes, everything. But they are just throwing the smoke uh, bud stuff before they are coming and meeting the parent. Now it is different. Now, you know, parents and children have become friends. They even, you know, take each each other's names. Why? Because this energy of love has come which tries to link everybody with a sense of equality. Many of the things that we see today, including, you know, the earth is a living entity, you know, animals, uh, save animal movement. Uh, Many of these movements are because this energy of love, which was long suppressed, the entire last five, six, seven, eight hundred, God knows, thousand years of civilization all over the world. What was it? Despite all the religions, it was completely diminishing of the energy of love to an extent where during the Black Plague, people were actually eating. Sometimes even their own child they have killed and eaten. Because that's how, yes, because they needed 
there was no bread and uh, in an extreme uh, process they have gone and they had devised ways and means to uh, help out each other that okay I'll take your child and you take my child because you can't kill your own child to that extent it had gone a complete depravity God knows whether it was the um, consciousness had entered that point we had inquisitions we had conquest where brutality barbarism the worst kind of humanity we see and its culmination takes place during the first and second world war it's like the great um, all that was suppressed inside and all that was uh, all that was dark and ugly came out in the second world war where we see hitler now asking a mother or a lady whether you want to um, kill your child first or your husband first or this child first or that child first so what do we see in this entire process of last 1000 years what is suppressed the energy of love and that's why we see that during this period very paradoxically and interestingly india which has always been a beacon source of light what was happening in india people think that india was just suppressed and you know it is slaves something was happening in the country of what was called as slaves which saved humanity and what was happening when we read the medieval movement it was a period of the saints and what were these saints doing the bhakti yoga if you read the you see in in vedic time there is uh, knowledge jnana then comes you know upanishadic age again jnana high philosophical debate but this time because the energy of love was so much diminished we see that there was a emergence of love or carried uh, this love was carried in the heart of these saints and sages actually all over the world if you read saint francis of assisi and many others um, you know saint augustine many of these apostles who really embodied such a wonderful love but in india we see entire bhakti movement whether we see sikhism whether we see Uh, uh, kabir and many of these because somebody had to embody this energy of love and they were the custodians till again now we see that post second world war all this energy of love which was stifled has burst out and now we see the world flooded with love but quite naturally this energy has come out and is one of the greatest energy that's why it has come in the end so it is the crown of the movement of yoga and we don't know how to handle it because nobody taught taught us you know in the schools the education we are taught history uh, history physics geography and all the subjects i don't know whether there is a subject called learning how to love and uh, it is left to children to explore or to be taught at home and they don't know so they know everything but they don't know how to connect with each other and yet love is there which has burst into this creation i can see the last uh, uh, 50 years especially last 20 years this energy is trying to you know enter in a tremendous way and perhaps because of that you know one of the things that the virus did on one side like an adverse force putting people away from each other which is very strange you know <laughs> stay away no? suspicion so and so is a carrier of virus just like the dark ages just like you know lepers and uh, tuberculosis patient with treated paria so now the new paria is somebody who is not taking the vaccine he has to be seen with suspicion but the beauty is that during this period because love is in the uh, you know in creation has leaped into creation it is operating in um, ways which we are we cannot even imagine there are such wonderful stories so love is the savior of creation without love this creation may have we can develop technologically to the utmost we can have all this you know artificial intelligence and uh, robotics and uh, we may feel it's so wonderful that we can replace every organ of the body but we'll become a society which is perfect and exact and um, you know artificial and false because love is missing 
so without love we cannot have you know we'll miss upon two most crucial elements of life is the truth of interconnectedness of the universe and uh, what we'll also miss is the power that is going to uplift us because of love see the cry of love is always it yearns it yearns for a perfect state the love can take uh, manifest itself in an idealist he yearns for an ideal state he yearns for a perfect love he yearns for justice in this world so this yearning in the human consciousness is a yearning born out of the power of love it is that's why it is called as labor of love and it is willing to undergo any amount of sacrifice we see sacrifice always associated with love why because love is the only one which can give itself completely for the sake of a great truth you know when we read french revolution indian revolution we see people how what kind of sacrifices they could make and every war is a story of that they could make the sacrifice because they were moved by love you know there is a very beautiful dante's um, divine comedy and how does it end when beatrice saves he sees in his vision that she comes ordinary peasant girl and saves him so he just asks her one question why did you come to save me she says because of love love that binds and moves the stars so this is the tremendous power within us and we are not taught how to harness it it is that mysterious element which can give us spontaneous delight people have this ignorant belief that i must get love to feel happy well of course when love comes we feel happy it's the only thing which really gives happiness in the truest sense all else is a mimicry but what happens because we are pining from an external human source or maybe a cow maybe a dog or maybe a tree so after a while because all sources and instruments are limited so after a while they cannot these instruments have the limitation of receiving and uh, you know transmitting the energy of love that's why when people expect that you know mr or miss so and so must have this that this that so i often tell them you probably are wanting god to marry god because you know nobody can fit into this bill and look at the fellow there will be so much pressure on on the person <laughs> have you ever imagine one has to become mr perfect or miss perfect for you know satisfying somebody so and if the person becomes mr perfect and miss perfect as an aside why would he necessarily come and be with you <laughs> you know one <laughs> the point here is not you know the point is that this is a erroneous approach of love love is everywhere in and everything but we are always wanting it from limited finite objects now when we want love from in finite objects then we will get finite love finite love means it will have a term and end try whatever you may after some time it will change into drudgery it will change into a mechanical process it will change into habit it will change into duty and of course we will have many beautiful names to it but it is finite finite by its nature will be limited so what is really the way uh, to you know get to that uh, ultimate source so here we remember that love came into the universe as a savior it is at the very core of things at the very source of things so that's where we have to enter that's why this love as an emotion which originally turns towards human beings first it is only turned towards oneself one loves one's body as if it is going to last forever and then as the body begins to grow old one loves the creams and the packs and the vitamins that are going to probably make the body live forever and then one still grows old then one wants to be surrounded by cooteries and flatterers who will say no oh, you are very young you look wonderful smart 
and when even they go away because your money has gone then you fall into love of god but that's not the approach so when we love limited finite objects we there is a whole gradation through which we move initially it is loving myself self not in the highest sense but self the self of body the self of desire which is what is called as a relationship where one is actually looking for the gain that one may get in a relationship one is not interested in anything else as long as the gain is there till then one gives the moment one discovered that nothing more i can get out of this relationship one tends to gradually walk away so this is the most primitive kind of love then one also loves very ignorantly that those who are look alike those who speak the same language those who come from my own community again all these are limited forms of love then love expands and says okay i will love initiate the process so when we are speaking of i will love we are coming closer to the divine origin because divine love threw himself into creation and i will love and but i want the return so this is the next level of loving where we love but we seek return in some form or the other if the return doesn't come we tend to turn away the third level is where we love we don't want the return but we we'll, we want time to time a little sms or a whatsapp message that you are so lovely wonderful person thank you for all your love so we want some kind of acknowledgement we want uh, to say that you know you made such a nice food thank you so much some acknowledgement the dress you gave is lovely dress so you know in one term all the birthday gifts <laughs> but yeah it's okay that one should acknowledge nothing wrong with it but the, i'm saying the person who has who loves with this idea that at least they should be acknowledged but it is already very high stage of love then what happens next level is where one loves because one can't help it <laughs> such is the love of the divine where he loves he doesn't condemn he doesn't judge even if you criticize him he'll say okay doesn't matter this is my dirty job i'll come and still love you <laughs> you fall into that ditch because of your own problems and you call him he'll not say oh you sinner you have rolled into the mud again he'll say okay i'll enter the ditch and save you my hands will be dirty doesn't matter this is what i am this is my job description of the divine okay so how do we arrive at this stage we cannot arrive it in the stepwise process either we have to wait through a long process of evolution through which we can and we will arrive at a stage where we love because it's our nature to love we have discovered the core of everything otherwise very difficult because the mind will never allow us to reach there people who are very mentalized they start seeing motives oh somebody loves there must be a purpose so people see a motive everywhere because that's how the mind works and selfish motive whereas a simple and direct way is to turn all this emotion toward the divine in what is known as bhakti so what really is bhakti all these emotions which are right now scattered into this world so and so is my teacher so and so is my father mother uh, sister brother friend beloved wife child all these relations one begins to turn toward the divine so divine becomes the teacher the friend the lover the playmate the paramour the child everything he becomes father mother and when we do that we initially there is a phase when there is a narrowing so suddenly all the love that was scattered everywhere turns toward the divine so for everything we are grateful to the divine and somebody who because love and gratitude are very slight difference gratitude is simply a little 
अर्दीनेस ऑफ लव वेन यू मिक्स लव विच इज टू इथीरियल दैट रोज दैट स्प्लेंडर विच इज बर्निंग वेन यू मिक्स इट विद द मड ऑफ अर्थ इट बिकम्स ग्रेटिट्यूड वेरी ब्यूटिफुल इट्स इट्स द फ्लावर विच यू नो ब्लूम्स ऑन अर्थ इट्स वेरी रेयर टू हैव ग्रेटिट्यूड इन द ह्यूमन हार्ट आई एम नॉट टॉकिंग ऑफ दैट काइंड ऑफ ग्रेटिट्यूड वेयर पीपल से थैंक यू विद समथिंग एल्स इन माइंड और विदर इट्स जस्ट ए मैनर दे हैव लर्न बट स्पॉन्टीन्यूस ग्रेटिट्यूड इज अ साइन दैट द एनर्जी ऑफ लव एंड ऑफ द सोल इज वेरी एक्टिव सो वेन दे टर्न टूवर्ड द सोर्स ऑफ लव दैट इज इट इज देन दे फर्स्ट डिस्कवर और वी कैन फर्स्ट डिस्कवर दैट द हब ऑफ लव इज विद इन अस एंड दैट इज द साइकिक बींग दैट्स इट्स नेचर इज लव Nothing else. It's he smiles at everybody and everything, and it is this psychic being which has the power to transmute human love by its this touch into something which is ethereal and divine. When there was a story shown in the ashram playground, the story of Sati Anusuya, where there is a human lady who, by the power of her love, could turn even the gods into children. So mother laughed. She said, "I am very happy to watch this film." and she was asked that uh, why mother said this kind of love only human beings can do what do you mean mother even gods cannot love like this why because they don't have within them the psychic being see this is a big mystery one place he speaks about uh, shivinda speaks about in savitri that the white gods missed something what is it that they missed see what are these gods they represent knowledge and power and unless there is a god of love who represents love they represent an aspect of the divine that's it god of knowledge puts knowledge god of uh, you know uh, power of various kinds puts power but in human beings all these different aspects are brought together in the form of our personality it is said that there are 365 types of elements which constitute our personality or perhaps 33 crores as when we speak about the pantheon of devatas the different kind of working of the gods but what is at the core of a human being is love which is the psychic being so this psychic being because it's found on earth human beings have a capacity to love which is not found even in the gods ever see a god sacrificing himself for a human being they always come and test so they'll come and see if raja harish chandra is a good guy or not how much he can keep to his promise they have this penchant for testing but see a human being how readily he is ready to sacrifice the gods receive the sacrifice and then they give but human beings can love without anything that they can come get so this is the power of love and because it is right at the center of the heart so you see again we can understand it if we look at the development in the process of development what comes first the heart or the brain brain comes later the first time we see the manifestation of a brain is um in of course in the cobra we see the little bit of brain which is coming up before that there is nervous system there is the twitching and responses heart meaning thereby something which throws blood into the uh, you know whole organism comes first and therefore when we look at really this whole development process this little seed which is present in everything it, this heart which is the center so while brain is the seat of consciousness in human beings heart is from where all the dynamic energy and the impulsions arise and if we miss out on this element of the heart we'll miss upon everything we'll collapse as a civilization love alone can really save and there is such a beautiful there was a film once i forget the story it was another film about doomsday where aliens have come and they want to you know put the earth on uh, you know it will be doomed 
and they are actually put they are the, they are the ones who have put earth on destruction mode so everything is getting destroyed and nobody knows why now there is a child who is with one of the aliens and it it a time comes when this alien says we have to destroy because you guys have messed it up and it has to be destroyed you are the people who have created a problem and that time this child and the mother the alien watches the kind of love that uh, is there between them and then he says we must abandon our plan why because love still exists now i am not here to tell alien stories i mean <laughs> regardless of that but the idea is that without love what this earth will be we cannot imagine it will harden up it will shrivel up people who don't have the energy of love they harden some people say oh somebody is very hard and it is this this lack of energy of love which is why there is cruelty cruelty is the other extreme there are people who are cruel cruel in many ways physically cruel we have probably gone past that stage but then they emotionally emotional atyachar they are emotionally cruel <laughs> they are cruel in subtle ways you know cruelty can manifest in many ways that somebody is uh, you know asking for something just turn away from the person you deliberately ignore cruelty can go to a point where it it wants to hurt someone and all these are various manifestations of deviating from the energy of love so this energy we must bring out and harness for a moment let us forget about attachment and love but just to understand that without this life would be meaningless so when it emerges into creation it naturally takes the form of attachment love is the power that actually binds it is the power that connects this entire creation not only human beings it connects human beings to animals to plants to matter you know there are people who suddenly look at the sky and say wow so beautiful what is that it is love they connect with the sky and in the colors they see the images of gods they see dawn every day and they say oh this is a goddess which has come to smile upon my life i am not saying this is animism there is the truth of the dawn goddess but they are able to connect with creation in this way when they look at a beautiful stone because love beauty and ananda go together they are close cousins and harmony wherever there is love there'll be beautitude love seeks beauty and love seeks ananda wherever there is love there'll be ananda so one way people often ask that you know how to choose my partner please don't write to me as a matchmaking fellow but one very simple test is people say people write those no that sort analysis that plus minus plus minus it can never be done that way you will write all the pluses and you will miss something very crucial so what is important is do you feel happy and comfortable in somebody's company if you feel it there is love now of course there are people who can be comfortable and happy anywhere that's because they have found the source within i'm not speaking of that such a person finds the divine presence everywhere but if you are comfortable and happy if you just feel happy not because of this or that not because the person looks very smart handsome beautiful convent educated uh, phd has five figure salary all that is not relevant it's because there is that blossoming of love therefore there is joy and because love seeks harmony it leads to another paradoxically kind of tussle there are people who don't have that energy of love where marriages are marriage of convenience you know you'll find it very interesting that one has got why it is it is a study to be made <laughs> that why love marriages don't work out so much as arranged marriages arranged marriages are marriage of convenience under social pressure so one is not even looking for joy joy for that everything else is there 
So they are looking for money and somebody who at home can provide the things. Love marriages, because love has entered the scene, it says, I want harmony. So then the person says, you don't understand me. <laughs> so, because you want understanding, harmony will start with the understanding. You don't accept me just as I am. Acceptance. All these things, because love wants harmony. That's why love is the most difficult God to please. Shurabindu speaks of it in Savitri. That the, here the dissatisfied goddess here, God here could dwell. Is so dissatisfied. Any other God, God of knowledge will be happy. You know, there are people whose marriages work like this. I am giving an example of marriage where the man is constantly reading something or you know, busy watching TV. The wife is cooking and you know, serving food. There is no love but it draws, it, it lingers very long. Simply because love is hardly there, it's in the background. Or there are those where there is all, both are making money and very happy that they are building new houses, new houses, investing money because it's all on interest. The moment love enters, it says, you don't understand me. Mm-hmm. Now, money becomes irrelevant, knowledge becomes irrelevant because love is there. It's a very demanding God because it seeks intensity and eternity of union. Love by its nature wants union. Love is the power to unite. And therefore, you see, many often people say, Amare mein, you know, in our time we were different. Are naturally you had arranged marriage, you didn't experience the energy of love. That's why somebody says better to love and fail than never love at all. Whereas when love enters, people you can't restrain because now the energy of love has developed. It wants union, it will find ways and means. Try stopping a teenager who is in love, put put the person under all the locks, he'll find figure out a way. Because it's the power of energy which seeks union at every level. But again we have to be careful. This union is not just at the physical level, at the sensory level, at the intellectual level, at the emotional level, as a companion, at the deepest psychic, spiritual level, where there is a commonality of aspiration. This is the energy of love. It seeks union. But it's not satisfied even with union. That is the problem. It seeks the intensity of union. And even intensity, fine, it seeks the eternity of union because that is what makes delight everlasting. So, love is the most demanding God and it cannot be satisfied at a human level. It can only be fulfilled in the divine. Only He can provide the intensity and eternity. And then, when we receive from Him the love, then we can transmit it and become vehicle. Then there will be a wonderful life because... Uh, one is not depending upon a finite object. But originally when we depend upon a finite object, that's when it becomes attachment. So what is attachment? We can figure it out like, you know, the difference between solar panel driven cars and the cars which have to plug into petrol or, you know, electrical. So when you have to plug in, that's attachment. You have to attach. So there is a hub where you go and attach. So as long as there is petrol which is coming... It will dry up after some time. Again, you attach, you attach. So, attachment works by a means in ignorance to draw the energy of love. Usually, it is a give and take. So, the person, if, if there is somebody who is very emotionally dependent and just wants to draw and doesn't want to give, it can be very dangerous to a person who is not open to the infinite ranges. Because then the person is just drawing the energy and you are not able to uh, rejuvenate and there is nothing which is returning. So, attachment works bad for everybody. It can never satisfy the need of love. How much ever you can put into the bank of attachment, one day it will crash. 
because how much will you put this bank keeps saying you put more money like some banks say sir we'll give you a new credit card put this money that money so you end up you know investing but it's like a bottomless well into which it goes that's why attachment eventually whatever it may be it will bring pain but in ignorance this is the way it expresses because love is the force that binds the creation so you are attached it takes the form of attachment in human nature but the day we tap into the very source of love the highest the infinite then we don't need to attach ourselves what does it mean does it mean that we will not have the uh, any more all the joys that we get through attachment everything will be there this is the mistake that we make it is not an impersonal ethereal something see that line in savitri where he says where savitri says i am still to you the same madran savitri heaven's love fulfills but cancels not our earth what does it mean will people who are having this ethereal love and no attachment they will not go on outing they will not have a picnic they will not sit together and enjoy a cup of tea will they not sit together and hear lovely songs they will do all this but they are not depending on the other person for getting it that is what is the whole out of which the whole comes out you know that <laughs> divine creates all this so that it becomes whole so each is complete within oneself but this two completes there was a very beautiful little uh, saying i had heard i don't know from whom uh, i had read picked up one of the cards and i had put in my room for a long time it is when two halves uh, meet each other they have no choice but to join to become full but when two holes those which are complete join that is beauty that is love we don't need another person to complete ourselves that is the beauty of shiva and parvati ideal relation radha and krishna they don't need each other to complete themselves they are complete that's why when gopis go they can't understand why is radha not affected by krishna's departure they are all crying they don't understand why is radha able to be in this delight because for radha krishna's physical coming and krishna's physical going is not the issue she is in touch with krishna all the time she has become krishna mai so when we connect with the divine and his infinity and then we share this love with creation we'll do everything we'll sing a song we can you know enjoy a nice meal sitting with friends but we are not depending to receive that love expectation reciprocation understanding all those things from the other person acceptance none of these things because we have opened to the infinite source then we just radiate this love in the entire creation in many fold ways love is the only thing which can express itself in a million ways because it's the delight the original creative power it will bring out new things that's the beauty of love when two people love each other or it can be with any number you will see that their life always invariably renews itself in new ways why because there is love and the day love tends to you know go into the background as they say aate dal ka bhav you know because outer thing mm-hmm. then what happens then the newness gets lost it's not because it's just the, the vital issue it's simply because the newness is lost because the energy of love which brings delight see original creative impulsion is delight delight that created the world not desire when delight is gone then creativity is gone but if two people continue to love they will bring out many new ways to you know bring out the newness of love and this is only possible if each of them has opened to the divine that's why in the yoga it is advised that first step first there are three steps of 
you know, play of love in the world. It's beautifully described by Nolni Dai in his book, Manusir Bhajan. First step, we love ignorantly, blindly, which is what attachment is, have the pain, sorrow, suffering, joys, thrills, pleasure, all these uh, X, Y, Z. So, <laughs> we go through that. Then we say, life is like this, you know, let's turn to the divine. Then love turns to the divine. Now it's a narrow path. Instead of loving this, that, everybody, we draw the strings, we cut the strings, we turn it all toward the divine. In second stage. Then when we discover the divine, then it's an outpouring of the same love into many, many fold ways. Then we can love man. Before that we cannot love man. Because unlike animals, see animals and plants, very easy to love animal, plants, gods, even God. Very easy. Very difficult to love man. Because God you will love, he is the giver. Poor fellow, he is always giving, giving, giving. Whatever you may do, he will give. So who won't be satisfied and happy? Animals, invariably they will respond. I don't know if you can tame a cobra, what happens. But people do even that. So animals will respond in some way or the other to the energy of love. Plants, very much they respond. Trees will respond. Love a man and you give love and third day you'll ask, today you didn't give me that kind of a welcome <laughs> smile. <laughs> Instantly, a word, an act can slay the God. That's how death says in Savitri. At the human level because of the veil of the ego. What does the ego do? Comes between us and the power of love, the psychic being. That's why in human beings it's difficult to love human beings. So the caution that many people said, they said, cut off these attachments and find the divine who alone is the source of love. But the problem is, if that is what the ultimate end of the play is, then what is the purpose of this play? So, there is a third step which has to be undertaken. Of course, do it with caution. It's bungee jumping. <laughs> Stay connected with the divine. Turn to him for all the needs of love. And the wonders of that delight but pour it upon earth in the manifold relationships be it husband, wife, lover beloved, child, friends everybody so then love can find the right soil to blossom love requires a tremendous strength and wideness it cannot grow in a narrow heart it is the power that binds creation. Just imagine, it cannot stay stifled. That's why when the energy of love comes, uh, I mean, I'm sure people have experienced love. What happens? You start with loving the person. But do you stop with the person? You love everything and everybody connected with the person. Love tends to do that. You will love the parents. You will love the uh, husband of the person. You will love the... Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You will love. You will love the children of the person. You will love the object. You love the place. You will love everything. Because love loves and eventually to everybody interconnected. This is a prayer of the mother in prayers and meditation. Where she says that I am offering this people who are inhabiting the ship. And then she says I am offering everybody who is connected with each other. And then she says I am offering all the inhabitants of the sea. And then she says and through this because each one is interconnected with somebody or the other. I am offering the entire creation to you. So love is very wide. Wherever we see that, you know, in a story of love, where it has ended tragically, where it has ended into, I love you and you love me, that's the end of the day. <laughs> then after some time, love vanishes. It's I versus you. Love will not last. The moment we get into that, 
selfish mode love can enter into a selfish mode but it wants to evolve it wants to have wings to fly into the heavens we can't make it fly with moth wings so if we don't widen it then after some time it will quietly say sir thank you so much i am leaving you won't even know that love has passed people will continue to live together but somewhere they will feel that joy is missing in life and they will want to bring that joy through thousand kinds of stupidities what is the way way is to turn within and turn to the divine that's a, that's the only place where we'll find all the time but do we stop there no then every element we love and every being we love every creature and we'll form special relations even the divine upon earth forms special relation with different people it's not like a universal love the divine shri krishna loved duryodhana as much you know as well as arjuna but with arjuna it's a different relation with karna it is different because love is manifold it's delight of existence so find the divine link with him let us not be ignorantly attached to all the things where the ego keeps wanting some satisfaction it will not happen if the ego we love egoistically we want satisfactions then we will see that very soon this energy will fade away slightest disturbance and love will withdraw and so that is a wrong way wrong way in the sense the early way to love but it will bring pain and suffering some joy but pain and suffering turn it inside to the divine life will be full of delight then come back to earth and engage in the many foldedness of love and the many fold expressions of the delight of existence and that is the secret of building a lasting harmony that is the secret of finding eternal beatitude and that is the secret of t- uh, turning life into a wonderful expression of a creative all embracing ananda whose key is with love thank you how can a how can a householder like me practice love at home anybody can practice love but as i said first step of love if you really want to love is to find the source without that whether we are householders or uh, whether we are you know uh, turned away from the world staying alone and single love will be maimed and imperfect once we understand it then even as a householder the first step is to turn this love towards the divine and all our expectations all our understanding all everything we will turn to the divine for that incidentally many of the great yogis they were all householders including shorbindra and the mother so very much love can be found as a householder it is even perhaps maybe a better mode but emotions have to turn toward the divine but whatever we receive from the divine we share it in the household we share it with the husband or wife or children but we are not turning toward them for anything that we may get now it is a phase through which one has to pass it's not the end the more we come in contact with the divine the more this love will begin to show up in our relationship within the house but this indispensable stage is there it cannot be that without turning to the source and finding the soul within or you know the divine love above we will have a happy life it won't it invariably will lead to uh, either a kind of continuation uh, of you know love and hate relationship or hate is a too strong a word but separating to unite and uniting to separate as sure we know put it or it may lead to ruptures 
or it will lead to various experimentation or it may lead to turning away of the emotions elsewhere or it will lead eventually to just a state of mechanical togetherness or duty none of which is love and it can lead to serious issues so the solution is first find the source turn the emotions inward but outwardly fulfill what you have to do but always seeing that same divine in whoever we are dealing with it could be the husband it could be wife it could be children always keep in mind that deep within they are divine so what does it mean in practical terms it means while it doesn't mean that because they are divine now i'll obey them and fulfill all their wishes it doesn't mean that it means when i treat them and deal with them i will know that it is the divine in them that i love so i can never be harsh i can never be cruel i can never be you know uh, uh, i'll tend to naturally sacrifice to the divine in the person when you give love you will give to the divine in that person you will not bring the barriers that ego brings i am more knowledgeable i am higher you are lower none of these things will come in fact it will make life very beautiful because most people don't understand the core of love they just want these outer things which are very easy to give once we are in connection with the source not that we we should give with this idea in mind but it will naturally come when you are seeing divine in the person will we say you are lower and uh, lesser and i am higher and greater it won't so many of the problem which come because of the ego are sorted out because one person has worked upon the ego and opened himself to the divine just one person is required it need not be both but yes the joy and intensity and the fullness of a relationship where both are moving toward the divine and manifesting that will not be there but that is a very rare event one in probably thousand so you know we can't expect that to happen that will happen eventually that's what the new creation is meant to bring out but it is still a far cry so love the divine and know that we love people because uh, as yagnaval put it one does not love the wife for the sake of the wife but for the sake of the self we can put it as a bhakta one does not love the wife for the sake of the wife but because she is a child of the divine and she has come in contact with you it could be wife it could be husband child friend anybody you will not spurn away you will treat with that respect and care because the person has come into your life as a expression of the divine divine has sent and so this spirit that i want to appropriate i want to possess i want to extract all this will go away one will give love but it won't be attachment so if the person goes away for some reason you will still feel that fullness of love within us so that is the way to love in family life turn to the divine for everything whatever we receive we can pour in relationship treat the husband wife or children as uh, not our own but as divine's gift to us so we have to respect and uh, you know give whatever you know when when divine has given us something we'll take care give the love in a much better way actually because they are not mine they are the divine whom we love and uh, then let life and fate uh, unveil itself that's a different story <laughs> in meera's life one may separate or in shikhi dhwaj and chudala they may separate and come together in a much higher way or in the life of king bharthari and pingla they may go through a state of disillusionment and again come together as two great yoginis so this is various options are there perfect example for family life there actually there's another question dr love um yeah. what happens if love doesn't get the right response from the object of love so it won't yeah i'm sorry brother but i don't get the same yeah 
So, as I was mentioning, finite love will be limited. We have to understand this. So, right response will come up to a point. It won't come beyond a point. Because no finite creature, unless the person is God intoxicated, no finite creature can give the response. Because first of all, even that knowledge base will not be there. The giving itself will begin to dwindle. The other person wants to receive rather than give. Givers are already reached a certain point. So basically one has to understand that this expectation is a non-starter. So today we use this word that lower your expectation, but we don't know how to really replenish. So it is half the truth. Because if we lower the expectation, we tend to enter into a state of vital apathy, indifference and the dryness of the energy of love. No, that is not the way. We expect, but we expect everything from the divine. No more from a human vessel. And um, But we give freely because we don't need actually. Whatever understanding we are expecting, whatever the joy of togetherness we are expecting, we are receiving from the divine. So it won't happen. It's like saying that, you know, what to do, nothing really can be done. We have to do only on ourselves. We can't change the person. People try to engage in all kinds of, you know, therapies. and all. Therapies can lead to a kind of a, you know, eventually what happens in most lives. People uh, reach a certain point and then if the child is there, there are social pressures. So they live on together. They find their own way to, uh, you know, find again those uh, uh, mud-stained pennies lying on the, in the dust to satisfy momentarily the, uh, you know, what they call is love. There is no, no love in that. Uh, just some pleasure because uh, when love diminishes, joy of life diminishes. But they don't understand that you can't get the joy of life by seeking pleasure. The only key to get the joy of life is love. That is the key given to man. So if there is love, you will find delight. But if you seek delight, it is too powerful. It will blow us completely. Love is the way. That's why the bhakta reaches a point where he gets ananda. So this is how we have to understand the way creation is. Love the creator, because creation, creator, then we will receive the highest and ultimate love and infinity of love. Then love, I mean simultaneously, and love everything which is around as belonging to the creator, there will be no issues. Otherwise there will be unhappiness. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.